You're watching the Music Corner, Riffs to 808s. I'm Sebastian. I'm Trent. And I'm Nate. And today we're back at it again. New albums, new sh- new stuff to listen to, new shit, if you will. Uh, and we have a little bit of an interesting thing to talk about uh, at the very end of our album reviews. So stick around for that one. But without further ado, we're going to kick things off here with the new Theory of a Dead Man album, uh, Say Nothing. And, uh, well, all I got to say is I was very, very unimpressed with this album. You know? Did they get a new singer? No, that believe it or not, that's actually been the same guy. I Honestly, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. For the most part, except for the drummer, it's all been original members. Damn. It, it, it was right. very underwhelming. It was, wasn't it? It's like, okay, it's Theory of a Dead Man. I'm not expecting the greatest album in the world. In fact, I only liked like some singles by them in general. But this album, other than History of Violence, was just bland, you know? It didn't do anything for me. The only reason I liked History of Violence was because it was just the single of the album, and like you hear it more often than the other ones on the radio, even if you're listening to it. And I was like, I mean, all right, it's acceptable, whatever. But everything else is just easily forgettable. Yeah, with this one, I honestly felt like it was an even crappier version of Imagine Dragons, and I don't like comparing artists too much. I'm trying to wean off of that as much as I can, but... Honestly, once I heard it, I really couldn't unhear it. It just reminded me of, like, they're kind of, like, popular stuff, kind of like demons and whatnot. I just, I don't know. It was just very tasteless and boring, you know. Uh, One thing I also noticed, too, like, they try to be political with some things. And you know what? You know, political is great. You know, do it when it's necessary. But if you're going to do political, right. You know, if you're going to do political, stay political. You know, don't shift it completely by the next track. You know, that's right. pretty much all I got to say. It just did nothing for me. Yeah. Trent, any any other remarks for this album? I mean, I grew up listening to Theory of a Dead Man, and I completely forgot they existed. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, right? Yeah, to be fair. And, like, I was like, when you mentioned theory of a dead man to listen to i was like oh you know let's see what we got and i was like bro this not good (laughs) (laughs) it's not no and like they had like that one single uh that was like pretty big medicaid i don't know if you heard that one on the radio I, if if I heard it, I probably would. I mean, but I, just... I got the fucking board, nothing to do today, and like, yeah, it was like one, yeah, that was like their big, like that was their big single from the last album, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it was, I thought that was pretty solid. And it, okay, I'll be real here. I've seen Theory of the Dead Man live, and like in like literally last year, I saw them live, and I'm, I was like. I liked the show. I didn't think it was bad. Then again, they played like all their hits, so I'm not going to be disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> like they didn't play it as I think they played a song because it was like we're working on a new album. Here's a song from that album, and it, it might have been History of Violence. Um, oh my god. Uh, sorry, sorry, distracted, but uh, I just looked outside and it's snowing, so that's pretty wild. Um, anyway, uh, so back to the album. Yeah, it's now. It's not worth mentioning at all. I wouldn't recommend it. We're just going to move past that one and go to an album that at least I know Sebastian liked too, as well as me, the new Word Alive album, Monomania. Uh, Sebastian, why don't you start us off with that one? 
Uh, I'll start off definitely saying it's not Megalovania. I don't know why I looked at the title and I'm like, is this going to be an Undertale cover? I mean, I listened to it early, early this morning. So like, I just, I woke up immediately to it and I was like, oh, okay. Definitely not what I expected, but I thought it was pretty solid, vocally speaking. The screams are pretty good. Cleans, uh, I definitely like, you know, I, I, I like this album a lot more than the previous mixes. But uh, the intensity definitely does help a lot more with the screams in this one. I just really liked how heavy it can go and just how light it can also go. You know, some of the trap beats could be a little bit, you know, monotonous at times and repetitive. But honestly, other than that, I did really enjoy the album overall. It wasn't, it was definitely a different sounding album from what I was listening to all week with these other ones, you know. Yeah. Think of the trap. That's the same year. It's like, I I don't know what I was expecting because I've never even heard of The World Alive. Um, oh, okay. And, like, I feel like that's the great thing about this podcast is that, like, we can expand the horizons of not just everybody who listens but ourselves as well. Um, And the the title track, Monomania, it was, I was like, wow. You know, it's an instant hook. Um, with the, it starts off right, but you know the the catchy techno beats in the beginning, and it was I, the whole album. I didn't have a problem with. Um, just kept on going. And I was like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> right, right. For me, um, I've known these guys for uh actually like a few years now, but like never really invested in too many albums until like kind of recently, as in like you know two years ago. But um. Yeah, this album is like, uh, it's a shift a little bit since their last album, but like it still keeps that whole like post hardcore, slightly metalcore sound with like electronic beats and techno stuff. And um, personally, it's not my favorite album by them, but it's definitely not the worst because there's still a lot of enjoyable tracks on this album, such as the title track, Monomania. I love No Way Out, Thank You, Burning Your World Down was solid. Uh, and number love, Mister, which is misery two. That was like misery is like a song from like a, a previous album, I think, or it might have been a standalone. No, it was a standalone single. That's right. But uh, yeah, overall, it was a good album. There are definitely tracks on here though that like drag quite a bit, and uh, that's kind of sad to say too, because I like I really enjoyed the last album. There really wasn't many like tracks that did that, so I was like, uh, I mean, they can't all be perfect, you know. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the direction they're going in. Um, and they're definitely starting to uh, break through, too, in terms of touring. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the band Star Set, but like, uh, they're, they're kind of big in like, the, the rock community yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, they, they were actually supposed to open for them, you know? Oh. But, uh, of course, with like COVID-19, I think that – I don't know if the, uh, the show was canceled or just uh, postponed – but uh, it's just like it's awesome to see like bands like that who started out as just like you know scene metalcore bands just building their way up into like the modern day like rock bands and all and like opening for them and even having their own headliners and all like I know for sure one of the bigger bands I know that did that was like I Prevail. Remember when they they just started out like recently they didn't really start out small. They started out as like you know with the cover of that Taylor Swift song, they were just kind of already out there and then already on like headlining tours. And it's just, it's kind of wild to see like bands like that, you know? 
yeah. Right, and just seeing them like currently evolve and just move forward and honestly get bigger as they progress. I um right. I experienced that recently with Hobo Johnson, probably out of like right. the bands I was listening to last year. The man blew up pretty much like I found out about him probably early 2018. Peach Yeah, with Peach Scone because of the NPR tiny desk and whatnot. And by the time 2019 came around, uh, he just blew up. And I was like, man, I'm I'm really happy to see my boy get some appreciation, you know? Right, exactly. I didn't listen to the newer album that came out last year, but I heard it was really good. Where do you guys it, find it was. to listen to? <laughs> I've never what heard you... of any. I've never heard of Ovo Johnson. Oh really? Oh dude, really? He's, he's blowing up. Like, he's actually like doing like bigger tours and everything. He like just came off his headlining tour. I think he sold it out because it was at the uh, House of Blues here. I'm pretty sure it sold out. It's not really close. You know, I thought I listened it, to it... weird stuff, but like, <laughs> I mean, I, I basically. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I you know me remembering the name that the longest band name in existence is like. I, I thought that was pretty like hope is what I don't understand it. Hobo <laughs> Johnson it's like what is it like special? Is it like rap and spoken, it's spoken word? word. Yeah, okay, it's, just, it's yeah. rap and spoken word. It's very very Curry. low key. Uh, not really. <laughs> I would say probably minus all of the intensity. Well. It's not intense at all. I will I don't know how the last album was. I heard like it I if I recall like the beats were more up there. It was more. It was really more upbeat than like the rise of Hobo Johnson. It was. I recall. It, was. Um, it definitely. You know. Uh, sorry, I, I I just realized we're literally just reviewing Hobo Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's oh, my transition. We'll get the, we'll get out of here. But yeah. like, I mean, I just like when bands do that, and I know some people like to give them shit for it. But it's like if they're making money and they're still making good music, let them do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Right. All right, but let's move on to the next album here, the new Five Seconds of Summer, Five Seconds of Summer album, Calm. Uh, okay. Um, I yeah, I, the, I don't have much to say about calm. this, so if you don't mind, I'll just get mine out of the way. No, go for it. Uh, go for it. I just did not enjoy the vocal deliveries on the quiet moments whatsoever. I did not, did not like the. Uh, blend of acoustic and canned drum beats it just did not give me any sort of um it just did not give me any sort of likability for the band and i i i always considered them to be kind of a diet one direction anyway and yeah. this album certainly yeah. does not help that um it just you know i respect them for trying something new with their sound but the songs in general are just very unlistenable for me. I I couldn't really get through some of it because just not to mention the lyrics were just so bland and boring. I mean, rhyming things like kind and mind and, you know, very just very simple things. And I'm not saying lyricism always has to be amazing and whatnot and completely straightforward, but I just... Uh, it also I mean, has to do with delivery. Yeah, it just it has to do with delivery, and they just did not deliver. Like honestly, it just I, I feel like the writers for this kind of just had a writer's strike when writing this whole album. It just nothing was very cohesive, and everything was just very just un 
enthusiastic and uninspired. I don't know. I just, that's all I have to say. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't mean to ramble. It's just, I, I have Good. No, like, so for me, looking at the album cover, I could tell that the style of the album was going to be exactly how it was. Oh, like, it's, it's just going to be a like, giveaway. Right. Yeah. You look at it like, I, if it came out with like, I would be like, okay, hold on a second here. I wasn't expecting that one. That was me with but this album. <laughs> <laughs> right you're like oh okay all right was, <laughs> but this one just it it was underwhelming it was so underwhelming because i looked at the album cover and if you know me i like that style of just like you know the whole like poppy like you know because it almost reminded me of the 1975 in a way at least like the good song well no i shouldn't say the good songs it reminded me of the bad 1975 songs the ones i don't enjoy but like with that style so the problem with this album for me is that I think the style is there, but the song structure is not. Because what I noticed too is that there's more bass in the songs, and when I'm expecting like more guitar work, I guess. Because um, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like a breakdown. That's like the only way I could think of. Because you know, metalhead mind. But like, there's like certain songs where like it should have just been like full on like all instruments playing and everything. But it was just like almost leaving out the guitar the guitar was too quiet and all you heard was like more bass and it's just like it's i feel like it ruins the whole tempo and the mood it just feels like it should be a more uplifting song a more like poppier dance tune but it's just like more of a slower song then and then not to mention like the last i hate when albums end with like acoustic tracks that aren't that good <laughs> and not to mention this album ended with two of those which was a lonely heart and high i was just like man i i skipped the last one completely like i didn't because i was like are you kidding me like i skipped through it just to see if it was an actual song or like well an actual like song with like more than just acoustic but no it's another acoustic track so i was like there's already three or four on here so it's like forget about it i did however save one song onto my master playlist wildflower that one i enjoyed i wanted to at least enjoy one track on here but that's that's i barely even saved that one it was just because it was like somewhat enjoyable so that's my overall take on it what do you think trent um i don't like five seconds of summer so i didn't expect much going into this album and i (laughs) I didn't disappoint myself, which was good. Um, <laughs> You're right. I mean, it, it's just underwhelming, you know. It, it's it's underwhelming. I like I, you know I've tried to listen to Five Seconds of Summer and like because you know I have a lot of friends that love them and I'm like I I try every time and I disappoint <laughs> myself. And every you time. get nothing. Yeah, I get nothing. It's just like you said, it's like a die at One Direction, and that's like when run when One Direction was big, you had like four or five bands can't even remember the names of one of them being five seconds of summer try to do the same thing but you can only do it for so long and it's not going to work right. anymore like when they tried they five seconds of summer they were like quoted as like the the new red hot chili peppers and i was like there's no fucking way well, quoted that i it was, oh no i i know a lot of people that do hold them in that regard yeah like they even oh. did like the the same uh picture with like the covering up of the genital area um i think i remember that picture too when it was yeah because that was uh when when they released their first album uh and like i was like this is this is bull you know i like i, I listened to him then and i was like no this is it's not nah. like 
the album didn't really give me anything, so I was happy about that. Not in like a not liking them kind of way, but I again didn't disappoint myself, which was which was good. Um, they they blew up pretty fast too. Yeah, I they did, this. but like I haven't heard about them in a fat minute. Mm-hmm. They, they had were, uh, they, 2018 was the last album before this one. 2018, yeah, yeah, with Young Blood. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then okay, I gotta admit though, the thir- the 13 reasons why soundtrack with that they featured on uh, for season three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what do they have? Oh, the song Teeth. Yeah, I mean, I I like Thirteen Reasons Why, so like I didn't mind that in there because it fit. But they're just their standard mm-hmm. music. Like this album, nah, not a fan. Yeah. Especially like you guys were talking about changing from like the standard tone to the acoustic tracks, nah. Like they also changed their sound a little bit too, considering they used to be like a like a what like a pop punk band to start oh. off so qu- quote unquote because like i don't consider that pop punk no. like i don't i don't even consider it punk by any means i mean it's in straight hell. pop right right if you i mean bare minimum if you want to be anywhere near the red hot chili peppers as far as sound goes you have to at least have a bass that can be heard you have to be at least um, good okay <laughs> well obviously like, all of pop <laughs> Yeah, like honestly, it's just it. It just I I don't know. Just have them take a lesson from Dua Lipa. All right, there you go. There oh you right, go. right. Now that would if be you want to put some groove in there, put it. You know. But yeah, they're definitely more of a popular band now. Especially, I think Young Blood too was like a popular album yeah. from what I heard. But I don't I don't care to listen to that album. And the only reason we're doing this is because you know it's a 2020 album. But. Yeah, probably my least favorite of uh, today, and probably of the year, possibly. So I don't know if the worst, but it's it's definitely it's down, down there. there. <laughs> yeah. All right, but we are going to move on to a much better album, and uh, I know a lot of people are probably going to know this one unless you're a metalhead. But the new Reflections album, which is Willow, and I'll start off with this one because man, I had a this album was a little bit of a journey for me. The first time I listened to it. Uh, well, I'm going to go back a little bit further. So the album before this, The Color Clear, is probably the, one of the greatest metal albums of the 2010s decade, easily, in my opinion. Wow. The album has, it, oh, it's an emotional roller coaster, dude. Like, it starts off pretty calm, like, within the first two tracks, somewhat. I mean, it's still, like, heavy, but, like, the first two tracks are probably the most calm tracks on the album, and just... The remainder of the album is just stupid heavy. It's all over the place. They do some crazy stuff in that one uh, in terms of instrumentation and even vocals too with his gutturals and his highs and everything. So that album, that set this album like at already high expectations considering how you left off, you know, because it's been four years since their uh, last album. So going into this one, the singles I liked, I loved the singles, especially from Nothing. That was a solid track and a good comeback track, too, after four years. So good on them for that. But then listening to the album the first time around, which was back when it actually first came out, back in February, I believe. Yeah. Uh, February or March, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to first time around. Because I don't know if you guys might have noticed this, too. All the tracks almost sounded the same. Yeah. Right? I mean, it it was like all the chugging well yeah i mean you can you know you're the if you're gonna chug you gotta chug so 
I mean, there's only so much you can do. Right, exactly, yeah. And they I, do it well, though. do it well. Right, and that's why I wanted to go back to it, like, after uh, a little bit of digesting my first listen to this album, because I was like, no, I can't just let this, like, go. I've been waiting for this album, and I tend to do that. I've mentioned before, I've even, I also uh, mentioned this on, like, the podcast, like, in one of the earlier episodes where I didn't like this album, too, but, like, it wasn't, like, a whole review or anything. I just mentioned uh, it was something to do with, like, you know, changing sound or whatever, but anyway going into it now and listening to it now again i absolutely love the album it's easily one of the best metal albums of the year for me and it just has like because if you listen to especially if you listen to it with headphones you'll notice there's there's out there's more than just chugging on the album there's actually a lot more that they do on this one and i can actually really appreciate that so yeah i absolutely loved willow it was uh like i said by far one of the best metal albums i've heard and um I just want to see them live now because I they've obviously been on a hiatus since their last album, which actually didn't come out in 2016. My apologies, 2015. it came out in 2015. Yes, yes. So five years almost with no album by them. And that's a long time for a metal band, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you would hope that they were cooking up something good in the meantime. And they weren't really even touring either. Like 2016, they did like a couple. And then like, I guess like they, that's when they went on the hiatus. Or I didn't really hear about any shows of theirs. And then they had um, their uh, the album release show. And then that was it for now because of COVID-19. But I really need to see these guys live. And that's definitely my goal of either this year or next year if they go on tour. So that's my take on them. What did you guys think? Let's start with you, Sebastian. Um, honestly, those highs were very, very nice. Uh, it just gave me a lot of like... You know, very high, like Dan Watson kind of screams, and I really yeah. enjoyed uh, the guitar tones were very, very nice as well to hear. And honestly, hearing this album just made me God wish I could go to a metal concert again. Like, I, know, right? I, I was just listening to it, and I was like, man, I just want to get into a pit and just deck somebody. You know, I was just <laughs> like, man, this is fucking great. Um, it is. You know, I mean, I don't really have much to say. I mean, I added the whole entire playlist to my heavy playlist, or the whole entire uh, album to my heavy playlist, and not to mention a good amount of songs to my, uh, you know, my main playlist as well. So, like, they definitely got some very high praise for me right away, and I listened to the album probably, like, three times over this week, and I really have enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I'm glad you have, too, considering, like, you, you never really knew about this band prior. Yeah, I didn't. I I I, care, I um tend to listen to or not tend. Sorry, I um went to go listen to some older songs by them, and I, I you know what? Honestly, they really, really have a, a good sound to them, and I'm really kind of mad I didn't know about them before this. It made me kind of feel like, man, I'm kind of missing out here. I'm kind of, you know, I'm happy I know about them at least now, but. That's all I have. You know, I don't really have any long rants to go on or anything. I get it. You're good. So what you have to say. Trent, what did you think of this album? Um, it's it's a little bit different than what I've been listening to, but it was it was good. Um, I mean synthetics right off the bat, I was just like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. It just opens right away like, it like it goes right cool. away. But no, I mean the chugging, like I said earlier, like they did it well it's because you know you get a lot of like lesser known like metalcore bands that like 
they don't really know what they're doing, so they try and change it up, like, all the time. But they do it really well. I was very impressed with this album. Never even heard hearing of uh, Reflections before. Uh, I may have... I think I heard, like, one song. Uh, Bri- I, th- I I think I heard Bridges before off of uh, Exist. Oh, okay. Um, from a buddy of mine at work or something. Uh, but, no, I was... I'll definitely go back and add like most of the songs to some of my playlists, definitely. I'm telling you guys, The Color Clear, that album is it's a masterpiece, and I suggest listening to it all the way through. It's it's crazy. It's the direction it goes in and everything. It almost, okay, this is a bold statement I'm going to say, but I stand by it. I think it's the metalcore, modern, modern metalcore version of the Downward Spiral. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty in high praise. Of, in, that terms is high theme, in terms of theme, in terms of theme, because obviously sound. I mean, Nine Inch Nails—they're industrial, right? But this album, just into there's just like elements on this album that just give me uh, downward spiral vibes. I don't know if it's man—it's man, I think it's mainly like through the song Limbo, even, but just like throughout the whole album, just like the progression it goes through, the themes, the lyrical content, everything. I'm just like. Yeah, it's dark, and it's dark like not probably as dark as uh, Downward Spiral because I mean, that's a journey in and of itself. But so, you're, uh, so, so, so what you're day, saying is, I'm getting a March of the Pigs cover. Basically, <laughs> that would be something, <laughs> dude. Oh, that would be wild. A metalcore band covering March of the Pigs. Even yeah. like hey. <laughs> You know what I really want to hear? Like, I want to hear bands cover entireties of albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, Just to see how it would be. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, because like, I'm looking at the Downward Spiral right now, and like it's it's been a while since I've listened to Nine Inch Nails, but just imagine that. Right. If someone covered that entire cover album. of Closer, uh, Reptile, like, Ooh. Now I do know this. There are projects and everything where they uh, cover an album in its entirety, but it's like a uh, different vocalist on each one. Like I'll give Ooh. you an example. Like I'll give you an example. Uh, Suicide Silence's debut album, The Cleansing. There is going to be a uh, cover album of that, where on each album it's a different up and coming deathcore vocalist. Oh, that's pretty sick. I like that. Yeah. Like, uh, Hunt the Dinosaurs, but, oh, no, no, he just did a separate cover. Forget that, scratch that. Uh, but Brand of Sacrifice, their vocalist is doing a track on there. Uh, the vocalist on Reflections is actually doing, uh, No Pity for a Coward, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be, uh, coming out in early May, I believe. Uh, I'll let you guys know. You gotta cover that one. That's, yeah, Yeah. that's one I definitely want to talk about, especially for, like, the... Unpopular Opinion. I like the Rings of Saturn version better. Yes. No, that I agree. I totally agree with you on that one. It's just a lot of people like, don't agree with me. I don't. I mean, okay. I the original. It's you know. It's the original. You song. you gotta give credit where credit's due. But Rings of Saturn does a beautiful job. It's with the whole like technical technicality of Lucas when he's just like. Doing that whole guitar solo for towards the end there, yeah. Oh, or, well, rather the sweeping. Oh my god, that is incredible! Like with their style and everything too, it's perfect for that song. 
So that's a and good shout out. The, the whole Lugal Kien album, I just oh, it's so good. But Definitely. I uh, I like uh, I like theirs better. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but all right, here let's move on to move on to a completely final. different direction. <laughs> Different. <laughs> and the uh, final album before our uh, little little special talk we're gonna do at the end here uh the strokes do album and uh trent i'm gonna have you start off start us off here on this one i don't really like the strokes that much uh only because they've they've kind of been forced onto me to listen to and i know like we all have that problem where somebody goes you have to listen to this you have to listen to this you don't want to listen to it and you eventually, and your mind changes you to like don't like them. But I mean, the only like good song I like by the Strokes is Reptilia. I know that's a lot of people, because like that's not a bad song. But this album, it it wasn't bad. Honestly, I didn't mind it. Um, it's definitely a change for me. Um, but overall, wasn't bad. I mean, nine I nine songs. I was like, okay. But it's, I mean, it still goes to 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's, a lot, it's a pretty, like, decent album size. With yeah, just it's songs. pretty decent. Um, I know that the strokes are... God, I can't... I don't even know. But, no, I didn't mind. It was good. It was good. Hey, uh, for me, this is my introduction to the strokes. This is really? the first album. Yeah, this is the first album I listened to by the strokes. And, like, I was a little bit nervous going into it because... Um, they give me the vibes. They definitely give me the vibes of like an '80s band and all, like still yeah. trying to like push it through to the 2000s and modern day era. So I was just kind of like, oh man. But like, no, they're actually like started in the late '90s. First album came out in 2001. I was like, oh, huh, all right. So I went to this album, and I really loved it because it's got every every track. I feel like has a different sound to it somewhat. <laughs> Like, it's a little bit all over the place in a good way. Like, you know, you go from indie rock, and then it's, like, electronica, then it's, like, post-punk, and a little bit of pop. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting. Like, you don't really get it. Because also, another thing going into this album, uh, I don't like bands that have, like, that try really hard to have, like, that 70s or 80s sound so much, or at least that influence to the point where, like, they have the distorted vocal kind of things. Do you know? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Greta Van Fleet. No, I, I do understand. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, right. They're definitely prime, as far as that subject that's, area goes. That's all you hear. I mean, like the biggest example I can really think of at the moment is uh, "My Name Is Human" by Highly Suspect, with just like oh, that yeah. whole like style. Yeah. Now I like the song, but I don't care for that style that much. I feel like it's well overdone in the uh the rock community especially nowadays because people just want that whole i feel like they just, that bands just want the whole like nostalgic feel to it for like some old-timer fans to try to get them to like their band and all yeah. but the strokes don't do that at least on this album and i appreciate that so much that they're actually doing something that just like you can tell there's influence from other bands like i got like radiohead vibes some points uh early Coldplay vibes from like their first album and then just like kind of like all over the place with like 80s bands too um and I, I don't know it was just something about this album really like caught my attention and I really enjoyed it especially like with the tracks um like the opening track the uh the adults are talking I loved Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus 
uh, At the Door was pretty solid, and uh, Eternal Summer as well. So, yeah, overall, like, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Like, I was genuinely surprised. I don't know if it'll be, like, in my uh, top albums of the year, but for sure an honorable mention, because this album definitely has to be heard by at least all rock fans, I feel like, you know? But uh, what do you think of it, Sebastian? I am definitely very pleased with it. Um, you know, it gives a lot. It gives a lot of nice, clean, uh, nice little uh, telly kind of vibes. I can see with the like, guitar, and not to mention, it had very squeaky clean vocals. And you know, honestly, I'll tell you right now that one of my favorite genres ever. And this is not the this is not the same genre, but um, one of my favorite genres ever is bubblegum. For some reason, I am just wildly drawn to it, you know, whether it be the cardigans, you know, early, early cardigans, um, or, you know, just showing some, like, J-pop and whatnot with just the squeaky, clean vocals. I, I, I do like that style, even though I love to hear some crazy-ass metal just bash your face into a wall with. You know, I also do enjoy the very somber kind of tones and everything. And um, this band, I've never heard of them actually before this. Heard the name, and that's about it. I, um, right. for some reason, kept associating them with the Struts, uh, a band I really do like right now. But it's definitely not them. They. You're telling me as a, I, I as, would a say, as a bass player, you've never heard Reptilia. I've never heard of it. Oh, go go I listen to it. You'll you'll appreciate the bass in that song. I'll I'll definitely give it a listen because I added this whole album to my playlist. Gave it a nice nine out of ten too. I really, really, really enjoyed this. Probably my favorite one out of the whole list today. Um, I I probably listened to it, you know, four times already in this week. Wow, it's it's pretty good. I you know I I I really do like this sound and you know alternative can also be a very uh very touching not touching sorry. Um, a very like bridging genre for me too, because obviously I grew up listening to metal and rock. So, you know, hearing alternative is like going on the opposite side of the planet for me pretty much, but I've gotten really into it in the past couple of years. And this band definitely adds to my list of alternative bands. I can just vibe to because sometimes you just need something calm before the storm. Exactly. I agree. And I think they did that well too. I think the whole alternative uh spectrum like what they're doing on this album is just it's solid i love the alternative sound to it like good on them but um that's it for albums now now to the real star of the show oh right i forgot we had to talk about this (laughs) the big boy the big cover all right so to fill you guys in there was a cover that uh an early 2000s rock band did puddle of mud they did uh it was actually back in january that this video was up but it didn't get popularized until just now uh it's a cover of nirvana's about a girl specifically the acoustic version they did on the unplugged mtv special and boy oh boy was it rough uh disclaimer before if you have never uh seen this video please go watch it and then come back (laughs) no no no. they can't it's unlisted now. Send it's unlisted. Literally, I watched it yesterday. Listen, because uh, like before you got here, Sebastian and I were just talking and all. I was like, oh, we were like talking about the video, and I wanted to check it out again, and it wasn't there. So I used my link that I posted on my Facebook page, and it works there. It's just it's unlisted. You need Please a link to watch. Save it that. 
save that. Oh, I oh, it's in, it's in here. Then the Discord chat too. If you want to like take a listen oh, and save that. it to yourself, dude. It is so rough. I can't even describe to you how bad this is. So all I can say is that the lead singer, uh, Wes Scantlin, is just it, 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 dude. It's like hurting. It looks like it's hurting. It looks like he's in pain. Oh, know? it looks like he's got a. He's oh, he ate some bad Mexican man. He can't get it out. <laughs> he's trying, but he can't get it out. Like you don't have to strain yourself that hard. You shouldn't have to. It's oh my oh, god. I remember when yesterday when you had me watch this because I didn't even hear about it. Right. I was I was video chatting you guys and I was just like what am what what am I listening to? It's like, listening to it is one thing, but watching it is <laughs> it's, 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 it's the facial expressions. Too, it's the facial it. expressions. He he like he's red throughout the and the the <sighs> bass player looking at him the entire time and thinking <laughs> what am gold. I getting myself into? And that is gold. It's for like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and are you the, kidding me? The guitar player all the way to the left is just like, yeah, I'm digging this. I'm like, what? I, I think <laughs> no, the, the guitar player was laughing. He was just yeah. smiling. Like, well, I can't do this. Jared Dines' video is still up, isn't it? Yes, and you can watch it through that if you don't have like a link. Yeah, if you don't have a link, go watch Jared Dines'. Oh my god. Like, I love Jared Dines and him him just like three seconds into it going, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Right, he's like, I'm out of here, dude. How'd I go? Oh, it was. <laughs> it definitely brightened my day to see that. Mm-hmm. And I, because yeah. I. And it... Oh, go ahead, Sebastian. Oh no, it's okay. I'm sorry, my audio like completely like cut out, and I had to rejoin the call. I know oh, you're good. I saw that too because I thought you were talking because it said like your light was green, but I, nothing was coming out. So I'm like, huh, I wonder what's going on. But go ahead, tell us your take on this one. Honestly, seeing a singer strain their voice this hard kind of just makes my butthole uh, puckered. I guess you can say, like, you know, I could say, I would say cringe. Yeah, I, I would say cringe, but that's that's an understatement for that's sure. That's a big understatement. Um, as a vocalist myself, you know, I, I definitely have strained my voice, you know, because of poor technique and whatnot. But just watching this man just shout a lot of the lyrics and without pitch on them either just just seeing it progress from starting out like okay this is not this is not good but let's just see how bad it can truly get and it truly delivers um i will say this right now like this song is truly a puddle of mud um (laughs) i uh, (laughs) it just honestly like it, it has no attributes of being a good song whatsoever, a good cover. And if the video, if you guys ever do find a video from viewers watching at home, uh, check out the bassist. He's probably my favorite part of the whole video yeah. because he's he's sitting there just staring at the singer the whole time. Like he, I feel like he just did not expect it to be this bad. I feel like they practiced it so many times. And they knew it was going to be bad, but I don't think they knew just how bad it was going to be for when they like, started. They're like, Wes, please, don't, don't. Do I, I just opened uh, Instagram to go check a message somebody sent me, and the first thing I see is Loudwire. Puddle of mud go viral for heavily criticized Nirvana cover. <laughs> right. 
10 to so 1 funny. dislike ratio on YouTube. Big yeah, rip. That's insane. It's bad. It's like, now, after, um, like, even today, actually, after, like, watching the video again, just, you know, because you need a good listen to the original Nirvana uh, song, you know, for the MTV unplugged version. And I, I can see what Wes was trying to do obviously like even like in the like kurt's voice is still raspy and everything but that's just kurt you know he's known for his raspy voice wes is doing what i do when i try singing nickelback and strain my vocals except for it's not intentional or for the memes it's actually legitimate you know so it's like just seeing that and the fact that you would upload this video not to mention like it, this video wasn't unlisted at first you know, this was like, they genuinely posted this and they're just like, yeah, we're good with it. Let's keep it. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts to me. It, it's so hard to even sit through. Um, I just honestly, one thing I can say too, for anyone who ever wants to attempt covers in the future, never try to sound and replicate the singer's actual voice. Because here's the thing that makes us all different. Our voices are all very, very different to one. I mean, obviously, you can have some sound alikes. Like, of course, everybody throws the whole Greta Van Fleet and then Led Zeppelin argument. Of course, you can you can see some similarities. But at the end of the day, Robert Plant sounds like Robert Plant, and Kurt Cobain sounds like Kurt Cobain. So, like, when you do a cover, you should honestly play to your strengths and. If you have to lower the song, by any means, do it. I recommend it for any first-time singers or anything. No. Any final thoughts, Trent? Um, I it it made me laugh so hard, and I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah, taking it in another direction. Um. Because I talked about this last time, uh, Opeth, it's their lead singer's birthday. <laughs> oh, okay. happy yeah. birthday, lead singer. Opeth. Happy birthday, my man. Yeah, and <laughs> um, one of my favorite albums, uh, celebrating its birthday today as well, Annihilator's Alice in Hell. Hmm. Okay. If How you, old is that one? Uh, came out I think honestly eighty nine. Oh. Um. But one of the greatest Annihilator, yeah, eighty nine. One of the great greatest songs off that album is "Alice in Hell," like the title track. Um, as a bass player, Sebastian, you would love it. Oh, I I already know that one just because it's one of the first albums I actually bought by myself on vinyl. It is, and it's so good. Oh yeah, it's I I like Annihilator a lot. Um. But yeah, if you guys are ready, I'm down for some album recommendations and whatnot. Let's wrap it up here with some album recommendations. Is that going to be yours, Trent, or did you want to have another one to share? Um, I'll I'll pick one to share. Um, if you've never heard, um, let me see if I can find it. I can't find it. Oof. <laughs> um, oh, rip. I don't really have. A Album recommendation, a band recommendation. Um, that's cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. If you've never heard of Iced Earth, go listen. Iced Earth is amazing. Oh, they are 
um, I, I love them so much. Yeah. Um, even, uh, what the... Hold up. I gotta find... Oh, uh, Blind Guardian as well. I couldn't think of the name. Ice Earth and Blind Guardian, they're pretty much in the same uh, range of style of music. Both are amazing. Um, go listen. Uh, it's it's a different change uh, from like anything that we've listened to uh, and this week. Um, but both are both are amazing bands. A Question of Heaven by Ice Earth is definitely uh, one of the greatest. Is by Eight Minute Song, but it's it's done so well. And then Valhalla by uh, Blind Guardian. Listen uh, to that song. If you uh, look up the live version of that, um, they ended that song for uh, like the last song of the show. And the crowd for two minutes after they stopped that song kept doing the chorus because it's, uh, it's Valhalla, oh. The Deliverer, uh, Have You Ever Forgotten Me? And they kept doing that. So the band came back out and played it again. <laughs> it was really it's so cool. Look up the live video. That's funny as hell. Um, but yeah, those are my two recommendations. You got what do you for got? Mine, I uh, for mine I got a band, and I'm gonna recommend their best album by far. I wish they can come out with stuff uh, now, but sadly, this is their newest album in 2014. Uh, Phantom Pop by Wild Party. Uh, Wild Party is similar in vain to The Strokes, and I would even say uh, you can go back and like listen to like even Tame Impala for some of the uh, genres as well. It's all definitely alternative pop. It's very, very nice, uh, and very just happy music. I, I, I do like to listen to a lot of Wild Party, especially when I'm not feeling so happy. And honestly, their music just tends to cheer me up you know rather you know quickly as soon as i hear it and everything a couple songs on there that i would say are my favorites i love outright um connect the dots is amazing as well and then uh chase and honey i mean honestly if you want to listen to just something to belt in your car while you're driving and have the windows down i definitely recommend chase and honey that one is really fun and i really enjoyed them have a poster of them in my room even they're just a really fun band and honestly i wish more people got into them as much so hopefully they'll make new music from that sure uh my recommendation this week is the band issues and i've talked about them before they were one of the albums that uh, i shared for our top five uh, records uh this band like i've mentioned before they just combine metalcore beautifully with like pop and r&b and soul and like new metal even and it's the way they do it it's just it's flawless but um the album i would recommend actually is their newest one from last year uh, beautiful oblivion which it they literally combine just those elements as i said like every track on there is different just about and like you can definitely see it especially like when it goes from like you know a somewhat heavier tuned instrumental wise and even like some screaming parts really only in like two songs and then just like into a full-on like almost prince michael jackson style song like towards like the uh last half of the album so beautiful oblivion definitely check that album out i would recommend the songs uh tapping out drink about it downfall uh flexing and the title track beautiful oblivion but uh yeah i think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode today uh, unless you guys have any final remarks you want to make 
Um, again, just be safe. As yeah, always, of course, be safe. Wash your hands and yeah. Might be getting through this. Let's hope. Let's hope slowly but surely. Uh, Dude, our if country working like I am. I love you. Oh. <laughs> be safe. Wholesome content. All right, guys. Trent, Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining me. Sure. You're listening to the Music Corner from Rift's 808s, and we are signing off.